The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome to Retro Pop. I am one of your hosts. I am Johnny the Human, and I'm joined by Matt the Dog. Who you call the dog? <laughs> oh, sorry, Stuart. Stooley, get away, get away, get away. Stooley, not your this show. Is, this is not your show, Stooley. Stupid. <laughs> What's up, Johnny? How are you? I am pretty dang good. Very excited about today's topic, Matt. Uh, of course, this is sepatimba and for sepatimba we've decided to cover um some cartoons animated shows uh and uh, i get to start us off so i'm very excited about uh what i bring to the table today and um what's wild is this show uh, I, I was trying to decide between two cartoons and you know what the two are yes. i told you and actually these shows are connected oddly enough which i had forgotten about but they are so uh, I was trying to uh, choose between SpongeBob, which we will eventually cover on the show. I promise you. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and Adventure Time, and I went with Adventure Time uh, because it's the show that's no longer on the air now, and uh, you know SpongeBob is still doing just fine and dandy. Uh, in fact, recently had a movie come out, uh, so it did, uh, didn't it? Yeah, Adventure Time. I think they just recently announced the Cartoon Network did that they're going to do a couple like major TV movies like they usually Good. do. Good. Um, but yeah. Uh, but we're going to talk some Adventure Time today, Matt. Uh, but let's well, let's just get the show on the road. Let's get with our our personal history with uh, Adventure Time. <laughs> All right, so I had heard of the show, and I had friends telling me uh, that, hey, you should check the show out. And all the little art that I'd seen from it was very, very cartoony, which automatically drew me in the actual style of the show. Uh, and uh, I was really attracted to that to start with. But also my thought was, well, this is on Cartoon Network in the middle of the day, pretty much. So that automatically made me start uh, you know, having opinions of it before even seeing it, right? That type of thing. Like, I mean, this is just for kids, you know. It, not that I'm above watching something just for kids, obviously, but you know, I was like, I just don't know if I want to invest time in it. And then I just, then they actually moved it to like later in the evening, and I just caught uh, an episode by accident. And they're only like 11 minutes long each, so they're really quick episodes. And I was, I was just hooked, and. Uh, I've 
um, this is one of the shows that I would actually get DVDs of because it wasn't streaming for a long time. Now it's streaming. Now you can watch it on HBO Max <laughs> right now. We're going. <laughs> uh, oh man, HBO Max scares me. <laughs> oh, it's my favorite one. That is my favorite streaming service. Yeah, they don't delete anything. oh man uh but yeah i've always liked this show it got really huge there for a while uh and then uh it actually was able to it's one of the few animated shows that was quote-unquote for kids but adults were definitely just as much into it as the kids were and it had a uh like every character pretty much had a storyline in it and had character growth and uh man i'll get into it later uh but you know i was immediately just uh like just fascinated by the ice king and i'll get more into him well when we get into the history of this show but um man they they went some dark places here in this in this cartoon uh, they were not afraid to do that, uh, and I think that's what really makes this show stand out years later. Matt, what about you? What's your history with this show? Um, I have a, a pretty limited history. I'm very aware of it. It came after like a time where um, I came at a time where I was kind of moving away from cartoons in a sense. Like maybe South Park was more up my alley, but um, but like Cartoon Network cartoons I was kind of moving away from. Just my life was super hectic. But I did, uh, from time to time, peer in and, and, and check it out. It was something that my little brother did enjoy. Um, and I got a good laugh. I got a good laugh from it. It's it's tough because it came, like for me, it, for me, it came after that generation of Ed and Eddie and yeah. uh, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Like that kind of early, uh, that early 2000s era that I grew up with. I was um immersed with powerpuff girls cow and chicken like this this followed up but this was the, one of the i mean big shows from cartoon you know the cartoon network it was kind of their anchor show for a long time um this brand new generation of cartoon network cartoons and this was the faces of it i mean it was standing a lot amongst you know uh it, like gumball and chowder and uh, you know just a ton victor and valentine just all sorts of the shows that I was just like, you know, this is uh, it's it's not necessarily my Cartoon Network anymore, but there is a lot of appeal to it, and I, I do enjoy Adventure Time from the things that I've seen. The art style is fun. They uh, they delved into a lot, like you said, um, with a lot of different stories. Eight or actually technically nine years is a really good run. Yeah, uh, for a cartoon nowadays, when you kind of, I mean, ever in all reality for one single brand right looney tunes has been for decades and decades but it's been different variations yeah. right different probably styles simpsons is the one everybody thinks of simpsons is a big one you know simpsons yeah. south park uh but adventure time caught on with with people my age that's why i, I think it helped that it was so popular yeah you know, when you, it comes when it comes to a show that's animated and meant for uh families and not just like an adult i mean simpsons is way more targeted to like older uh, teenagers to adult age yeah but when you get like an old ages type show like this i it it is rare to find a show that lasts this long for sure it is i mean you really think about the shelf life of like powerpuff girls it was probably with new episodes maybe three yeah. four seasons 
Ed Adonetti, which I, I grew up on, maybe three, four, five seasons. You know, 2010 to 2018 is a really, really good run, especially in an era, too, where people are moving away from cable. Yeah. You know, too, it still held its own. Um, I mean, we're going to go through some of the statistics a little bit later, but I mean, the, the audience that were they were pulling numbers in from was like two year olds to 24 year olds, yeah. which is <laughs> like so, that's a very so big margin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Getting all the two year olds to take computer surveys, asking what they uh, <laughs> asking what they do, watch on a regular basis. You laugh, but uh, Trevor, you know, uh, one of my best pals I do retro pop with. I mean, Richard Bliss. Yeah, I do Richard Pop with them. I forgot to tell you that. I mean, you're doing Richard Bliss now. Uh, but uh, he, you know, he has a three-year-old son, and um, that kid is already, like, trying to get a hold of phones and do stuff on phones and that type of thing. Right. So, yeah. He already knows how to play videos uh, from, like, a laptop they and stuff him, like that. They start him young now. It's amazing. Yeah. It really is. I just, I want to, I'm trying to imagine, it, you know, a two-year-old, uh, on like an iPad, just being like, "Yeah, I watch Adventure Time." <laughs> I guarantee there's a two year old out there that's way smarter than me on this stuff. <laughs> I'm getting old and <laughs> setting my ways. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's our history with Adventure Time. Now let's get into the history of Adventure Time. Is it I don't know, man. Go scope the scene. What happened, man? I'm not going back out there. Okay, as Matt said, the show uh, lasted from 2010 to 2018. Uh, That's very impressive. The basics of the show, also, real quick. Uh, if you plan to watch this show but haven't seen it, there will be spoilers in this. So I'm just telling you now. Just telling you now. If you want to go watch it, it's on HBO Max. Uh, as of right now, like we were joking before, HBO Max has been deleting stuff left and right, especially animated things. So I'm just giving you a heads up. I, they haven't said they're going to delete this, but who knows with them anymore. You never know. This is why DVD, like I'm starting to appreciate DVDs more. Yeah. Um, is because they just, just stuff disappears all the time. So um, buy DVDs if they're out there. Yeah. Buy it uh, but, before your favorite show disappears. But this show kind of came out and got huge. It was during that same era of like the regular show, which is another show on Cartoon Network I really enjoyed. Uh, but those two were kind of differ in that the age range like matt was saying before was pretty vast i mean young people could watch these and you wouldn't I mean, there's you wouldn't bat an eye up to like adults were watching this stuff because there's kind of something for everybody here uh in these shows but the adventure time what it, each episode was approximately 10 to 11 minutes long uh, a lot of times they would play two of those back to back so you Technically, you're getting a 30 minute show. Yeah. Uh, but that's how they would do it. it. They're each their own episodes. Um, and it follows the adventures of Jake, uh, Jake the dog, and Finn the human. And they have all kinds of friends to go on all kinds of adventures. Uh, there's, uh, you know, there's princesses. There's, um, think, think of very cartoony dungeons and dragons type thing yes uh, but there's like all kinds of stuff i mean you got all kinds of lands out there uh my favorite characters are the ice king uh, you got you got a vampire marceline 
Uh, I mean, you got all kinds of major characters that for a long time when this show was big, and this is when I was really uh, hitting the uh, convention circuit as an artist, it was not unusual to see at least a couple people dressed up as a character from this show. Oh, for sure. Dude, I was in college around that time, and I was seeing people in T-shirts and stuff. Like, it it's, it was massive. Backpacks. Backpacks. Yeah. Every, there was so much Adventure Time merchandise. You you had to take notice. Like, it, it was one... It, you know, it, it was it was just one of those things. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, this show would have just, like, episodes that were just really goofy and funny. But then it would turn around, and I'll give you an example of how deep this show gets. And, of course, this is, a, again, a major spoiler. The Ice King is my favorite character. He starts out, and he's voiced, by the way, by the same guy, Tom Kenny, who voices SpongeBob. And that's there's your connection there. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, the Ice King, he kind of, when you first meet him, he's sort of like a villain. And, you know, he's, and he gets thwarted by uh, Jake and and Finn. But then he gets kind of clingy to them, right? Like he's like, he's hanging around them all the time. And you're like, what's wrong with this guy? He's just kind of really crazy. And he is crazy. But then you find out that him and Marceline, like he, he saves, there's a flashback episode that I, <laughs> I legit can't watch without getting emotional because of how good it is and it kind of comes out of nowhere in this show but uh you find out why the ice king is the way he is and it's because he finds marceline she's been abandoned and they're in and the land that she finds her in is not safe and he's not able like he's just a scientist he's really smart and he finds this crown but this crown if he puts it on it gives him powers ice powers but it also affects his mind uh, but it's the only way he can save her is by putting this crown on. And so he does it. And then by doing so he saves her, but then he forgets her. Uh, so oh, that's hot. That's, ooh, that's tough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's pretty wild. Uh, that is dark. That is very dark. <laughs> yes. Yes. But you find out all about his background, like how he had a, he had a loving wife and, and all this stuff, but this crown just ruined him. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, that's just one example <laughs> Uh, of what the show will do with a character i mean there was an episode that was all about finn uh they didn't directly say it but it was obvious it was about him hitting puberty <laughs> uh so they i mean they're not above you know there's some really that stuff i think it's appropriate to address too i yeah. mean because kids get real confused oh yeah uh when hair starts showing up in certain places yeah i still uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, it's yeah i know my eyebrows horrible yeah. uh i wish i had a cartoon to help explain that to me <laughs> yeah. yeah autobiography johnny townsend hey what's that <laughs> hair down there <laughs> uh, but we can't talk about adventure time without talking about the man who created it and that is pendleton ward uh, ward created the show and says it was influenced by a lot of things there's a lot of shows that he named his influences such as um Dr. Katz, uh, my neighbor Totoro. Um, there's, I mean, those are just a couple, but he's named like multiple things that really influenced him to do this. But he kind of got his start working on another show that I really love that is overlooked because it didn't last very long at all. It's called The Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack. Did you ever see that one, Matt? Oh my god, yes, I forgot about that. It's a very stylized animation style and it's basically about that boy flapjack and a whale and there's all kinds of friends and stuff it's it's really different but i really loved it 
but he was a writer and a storybook artist on that show. And a lot of that really influenced him too. So he's got that in his repertoire and he decides he's going to make this short film called adventure time. And he makes it mostly by himself. And what he makes is basically what they use as the pilot of the show. Uh, and again, he's, he's like I said, he's influenced by all these shows by dungeons and dragons. Uh, the art style is very much his style of drawing. Like I just how he naturally draws is very much. You can tell if you see original wards art, which you can find anywhere online, uh, you'll see the, that that's obvious where the uh, character designs kind of came from. Uh, but the show was first broadcast on January 11th in 2007 as part of a show that was called Random Cartoons, <laughs> uh, which was on Nickelodeon. Technically, Adventure Time started out as a Nickelodeon cartoon. It is interesting. And it became a viral hit on the internet, as the kids say. Uh, and again, to me, this is just so wild that Nickelodeon had this uh <laughs> behemoth that they didn't even realize they had uh, <laughs> but that's a story we hear a lot right with a lot of things in pop culture really hit big like there's always somebody who passed over them always always blockbuster netflix uh you know what i mean we've talked about that before it's 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 one of those things hey yeah, Ma- yeah, michael jordan the a lot of people consider the goat of basketball was the third pick like two people were picked ahead of him right <laughs> Tom Brady, sixth round pick, 190 something. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's one, one, it really makes that phrase come to life. One person's trash is another person's treasure. So, yeah, I mean, uh, if you go listen to our Star Wars podcast, the airing of grievances, cheap plug, uh, Star Wars, you know, was another one that seemed like it wasn't going to get made there for a while, right? So, there's plenty of you, I, I guarantee you, some of your favorite movies or cartoons or shows, somebody. But at least one uh, entity passed on them before they got to where they were. That, that's almost always happens in most of these stories. Yeah, yeah. Good, uh, good life lesson. I never give up on your stuff, you know, on uh, on your creation. Good life yeah. lesson. Yeah, if it's something you really truly believe in and have a passion for, um, don't give up on it. Yeah. Especially if it's discovering why you have hair down there. <laughs> <laughs> And one day I'll find out. <laughs> I have faith in me. Uh, but, of course, since this was uh, originally aired on Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon kind of had the rights to it. So who are you going to pitch it to first if you want to do a series? They're like, hey, we should do a series of this. Let's just pitch it to Nickelodeon. Surely, goodness, they'll put this on. Nickelodeon, of course, has had a well-documented history of cartoons, the Nicktoons and, and such. And they weren't afraid of putting something original uh, on air i mean gosh most of those early nicktoon shows were very wild and weird and out there you know uh ren and stimpy for crying out loud oh god i oof, i can't believe well i'm i understand why my parents didn't let me watch that show <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was very out there for sure um, a lot of adult stuff in it too that you don't even realize as a kid uh, but yeah uh, so they pitched it to nick multiple times more than once uh, and Nick just uh, Nickelodeon just kept on saying, "Nah, we don't think so. Uh, nah, that's that. Nah, it's not for us." <laughs> and uh, that would come back to bite them in the keister, as the old people say. <laughs> and um, so, as soon as the rights 
went out went off of Nickelodeon after a certain bit of time. They started shopping it around, and that's when Cartoon Network steps in. Uh, now, of course, by this time, Cartoon Network is sort of it's kind of going from being a fringe cartoon uh, channel to basically being if you have cable of any sort, you have the Cartoon Network now. Yeah. So it was much bigger than it used to be. And uh, they'd already had shows like Matt was saying earlier that were that were big hits, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Um, what are some of those big cartoons from back then? I'm trying to think. Yeah, like I said, Powerpuff Girls, Dexter's Powerpuff Laboratory. Girls, oh, yeah, Samurai Jack. Oh, yeah. yeah, Samurai Jack was a big one. Oh, Courage the Cowardly Dog. Oh, Cur- oh man, I love Courage, yeah. So some weird shows, right? <laughs> Courage is a weird show. Uh, but it's but it's so good, but it's very strange and spooky and scary even. Uh, but yeah, uh, so Nick, so Cartoon Network's like, hey, we'll take a we'll take a chance on this. So they said, hey, send us a a storyboard, and that's what Ward was set out to do. He would submit a rough out storyboard to Cartoon Network, and they were off to the races to make this first season. However, as with a lot of shows, the first season was fairly rough <laughs> uh, just in, just even in the production side of things there were a lot of hardships that they had to go through uh one of the biggest one being cartoon networks themselves uh would constantly step in they would question pretty much everything they would say no we don't think you should do that and you always hear when you're listening to like uh, any creator talk about their show they they will almost always talk about notes that were, they were given from the, the the network from the executives or whatever yeah never good never good when the network meddles never never is yeah most of the time it's not a good sign uh but ward was constantly getting notes <laughs> all the time they would even actually have to get rid of a lot of writers and animators that they had started with they would fire them and replace them uh but thankfully some of the people that came on board were veterans uh like some had worked on other shows that had gotten big and that type of thing and uh, you know that really really helped so the show starts airing and it's it's a hit it really takes off the first season i'm not uh, mad i'll give you the numbers later but the first season does fairly well but this is one of those shows that season after se- season it would actually grow it uh, it hit its stride kind of like in the mid 2010s i would say that's when it really like Number wise, like I said, we'll, we'll we'll read that off, but it really popped off. It took a couple years, you know, it took yeah. a couple years, but it really popped off, um, like 2015, 16 time period. Yeah, which makes sense because uh, going back and watching the show not too long ago, uh, I that's kind of when the show's really hitting its stride too, is then it's really kind of figured out what it is and you're really, really digging deep into the characters by then. So, um, yeah. Uh, and this when they when they would make this show, uh, the voice cast would actually record their lines together, and that's not a thing that happens often in on shows. Uh, I know Bob's Burgers also does this. Uh, and there's a couple other ones that will do this, uh, but it's very it's actually not uh, not a normal thing. It's just so hard to get everybody's schedules and stuff together. So it makes sense that it would be difficult, but. Uh, I think most people agree. If you can get the voice cast together, it really helps the energy, right? Absolutely. I mean, there's a difference between me and you record a lot of podcasts and you're in New York and I'm in North Carolina. 
But if we were just doing this audio, I don't think our energy would be near as good. But the fact that we can actually see each other through Zoom really helps. Uh, I would certainly agree. We used to use, I think, Uber conference to connect, and there was no visual with that at all. And I think you could tell a difference. We started off using Uber conference, I think. Uh, We were recording these things, and there was a big notable difference oh wait no we we did skype but we split skype. board that's yeah right. skype yeah yeah that's yeah, right skype. that's right yeah and skype which would love to update itself <laughs> yes oh you you and skype have uh had had a beautiful relationship where do you and i use skype almost like four or five times a week every time i'd turn it on it's like hey we got an update got a, you know, <laughs> every single fun. time it led to the curse of harley kayfabe uh, <laughs> it led to many many uh many many instances man dude <laughs> i just realized this is like our three-year anniversary too by the way oh wow is it roughly i think maybe like a week ago roughly oh man well happy anniversary to happy, us <laughs> happy anniversary pal <laughs> oh man oh man uh and we've been friends for at least a year. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of heat back in the yeah, day. Yeah, a lot of heat. Oh, yeah. A lot yeah. of heat. We're overcoming. We're much stronger <laughs> friends now. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like I said, the voice cast would usually record their lines together. Uh, the show's theme song's very iconic, and that's actually was created and sung by Ward himself. Uh, it's a, you know, I, I, guarantee, I guarantee you've at least heard it at some point. You know, it's like it's got a ukulele as the... As the background, uh, background, that's a word, right? Background, the background. I, I've heard music. it. Yep. I <laughs> definitely heard music. it before. Definitely yep. have heard it. And um, for those first four and a half seasons, Ward was the actual showrunner. He was in charge of everything. It was his baby. But then he would, I mean, he said this many times, it was slowly starting to um, be too much for him. Uh, he, you know, there's a lot of responsibilities, a lot of work, and it can be very tough on your mental health, that type of thing. And he would slowly kind of step away, but he would still be involved from time to time. He still would like uh, give them, you know, uh, he would either do storyboards for them or he would uh, he would come on there and just give them suggestions of storylines and stuff like that. But he would slowly kind of step away. Uh, and I promise you, he's doing just fine. He just kind of raked in the money. <laughs> yeah, it's his. It is his. So, yeah, it's not unusual for that to happen either. You know, Family Guy, uh, for the longest time, you know, what's that guy, Seth MacFarlane? Yeah. Uh, stepped away from it finally. And uh, I'm pretty sure he's he's living fairly comfortable. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but like I said, the show would be a, continue to be a rating success. And the cartoon uh, for Cartoon Network and the ratings would grow and grow and grow. It would eventually become one of the uh, main shows that Cartoon Network would put out for, you know, put out in the front. Let us say, hey, we got this. That's a reason to watch Cartoon Network, that type of thing. And the show was actually overall universally acclaimed. Um, and from it, uh, we got a lot. And I do mean a lot of Adventure Time merchandise. You would see Adventure Time on pretty much anything. It kind of became the Garfield of its time. <laughs> yeah. Magnets, like I said, backpacks, shirts, um, lunch boxes. Yeah. I, I have, and it's really awesome. I have a uh, an Adventure Time art book that's just like a, the art book behind the show and stuff. Oh, that's and cool. It's very, very awesome. It's one of my favorite Adventure Time things that I have. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but that's kind of the history of Adventure Time. 
Uh, but now I'm very excited about this, Matt. Let's get into uh, the Adventure Time and Matt's stats. Hello, Finn. I'm a buff baby that can dance like a man. I can shake him my fanny. I can shake him my can. I'm a tough tootin' baby. I can punch your buns. Punch your buns. I can punch all your buns. If you're an evil witch, I will punch you for fun. All righty, welcome everybody to the Matt Stats portion of this episode, brought to you by, no, I'm not going to go there. Uh, there's hair over there. <laughs> <laughs> brought to you by Nair. Um, <laughs> we'll keep it clean for Retro Pop. Uh, all right, so overall, over its uh, multitude of seasons, 10 actually, technically 10 seasons, um, 283 episodes put out there um so that's pretty remarkable there uh lineup was from april 5th 2010 to september 3rd 2018 um let's see i had the stats right here okay so ratings all right march of 2013 is reported that the show averaged about two to three million viewers an episode which is uh that's pretty outstanding um Pretty, especially too. Like I like to put this in a perspective. Kids, you know, I feel maybe it's because I'm older, but I feel like kids don't go for cartoons a whole lot anymore either. Even within the last like ten years, like I, I just see kids viewing and watching more um, adult geared entertainment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like going to like like movie like super some superhero well, movies which aren't necessarily age appropriate. Just... There's just so many more things that kind of beg for your attention now, too. Yeah. Uh, I, lo- I mean, there's a lot of, like, I know a lot of kids now. Video uh, games, man. Video like, games, uh, cell phone games, all kinds of stuff like that also kind of take their attention from it. And you will notice, Matt, because me and you uh, kind of grew up in the era where cartoons were 25 minutes long each, uh, had one storyline through it. Yep. And the pacing was not near as fast and frantic as they are now on a lot of shows. It's true. And that's because I think our attention spans are getting less <laughs> and less. Much shorter. Much yeah. shorter. Yeah. Yeah. Four year olds are like like have like a million dollars and they're Twitch streamers now. It's crazy. <laughs> um <laughs> so the debut uh, uh, excuse me, in two thousand twelve uh, the show was consistently ranked amongst, like, first uh, at, at for the most part among uh, among boys aged two to fourteen years old. Uh, the show's debut on April fifth, two thousand and ten, was watched by two point five million viewers. Uh, again, which was awesome, uh, awesome. It, it boosted up Cartoon Network tremendously, and uh, it triple digit percentage increases in viewership for the network because of Adventure Time. Uh, 1.661 million children aged 2 to 11 uh, viewed it, which was a 110% increase from the previous year. Uh, it was also watched by 837,000 children aged 9 to 14, which was a 239% increase on the previous year's figures. And by previous year, we mean the year before Adventure Time debuted, 2009. Uh but yeah, between the sixth, second and sixth seasons, it grew astronomically. The second season uh, debut... 2.001 million viewers. Third season premiere, 2.686 million. Fourth season, 2.655 million. 
the fifth season jumped up massively to 3.435 million and the sixth season 3.321 mil. Uh, but it dropped off tremendously after that. I'm not sure what the uh, what the reasoning why. Maybe it was the beginning, you know, streaming really getting heavy handed. Um, but the debut uh, episode of season season seven, one point zero seven million viewers. Um, and the eighth, ninth, and tenth season actually uh, eighth season one point one three, ninth season point seven one, and tenth season point seven seven. Um, the final episode, the series finale, Come Along With Me, was viewed by 0.92 million viewers and uh, scored a 0.25 amongst 18 to 49-year-old uh, viewers. So there's that. If they're if they're going up that high, that uh, it just speaks more to their power, uh, the viewing power as well. Um, so, but uh, Nielsen ratings are always so confusing. I always try to figure out what it means, but it was... Uh, basically viewed by 25% of all individuals aged 18 to 49 years old who are watching television at that time. So there is, uh, there is that it's uh, it's like I said, it's been received pretty well. Um, I have a list of things that it's been nominated for awards and nominations. Always love to hear that sort of thing. Overall, it has been uh, nominated for 78 different awards between the Annie awards the British Academy Children's Awards, Critics' Choice Television Awards, Daytime Emmy Awards, Eisner Awards, Harvey Awards, Primetime Emmy Awards, TCA Awards, and a bunch of other ones that nobody really cares about. Uh, it has won 24 different uh, different awards, which I think it speaks volumes to the power and um, of its show, of course, ranging from different things to, music you know the arts just all that stuff comes into play they literally have an award for for just about everything now and it it's it, it speaks to the power of adventure time uh there's also been several video games for adventure time five to be exact four uh three did pretty well two of them bombed um adventure time explore the dungeon because i don't know uh, which was released in 2013. Uh, less than favorable reviews from a lot of different places. Um, yeah, it was like less than half. So not not really the greatest. Adventure Time Finn and Jake Investigations, which came out in 2015 from Multitude of Systems. Seven out of 10 was kind of like its average. So did pretty well. Johnny, did you ever play any of these games by chance? I I played one you haven't mentioned it yet so i'm waiting on you to say okay uh adventure time hey ice king why'd you steal our garbage uh came out (laughs) in 2012 and it also did very well ign gave an eight and a half out of ten um which is that's pretty cool adventure time pirates of the and cheridon whatever uh i think it's like a yeah it's like a boat and cheridon um uh, less than favorable. It came out in 2018, and the uh, the other one, The Secret of the Nameless Kingdom, uh, 2014, it dropped and did pretty good. Uh, GameSpot, Nintendo Life, six out of ten, seven out of ten. Uh, Metacritic gave it some pretty favorable reviews. It was a yeah, it was a pretty good success. Also, some of the characters have appeared in uh, Multiversus, yes, which is a I, new uh, yeah. new game there. Yeah. Um. I played the pirate one because um, Xbox, I have an Xbox and Microsoft will do his thing where if you have Xbox Live, 
every month they'll have like free games you can get. Oh, and that was one of them one time. And I was like, well, I like Adventure Time and it's free. I'm going to try it. I really enjoyed it. So, <laughs> oh, you did. That was the one you enjoyed. Yeah, I liked it. I had a, what's uh, the gameplay like? Like, like I never, I never, you know, I, I've seen them before. And the, the, the yeah, the boating part is just a small part of it. You actually get to uh, go to different lands and stuff. It's a lot of um, trying to think what game I would compare it to. Sort of like a. I, I want to say Zelda ish. Okay. Uh, but it's like very action oriented type of thing. Okay. You're, you're constantly leveling up. There's some RPG stuff in it too. Um, but uh, it's definitely more of a, like an action RPG, I guess would be what I would call it. Okay. Um, very good. I mean, that's really the majority of the stats. I was trying to look up some merchandise stuff, uh, you know, throughout the recording. I could not find uh, a whole lot of it, but like Funko Pops and, and and whatnot. I'm sure there was there was there was plenty of them. Oh yeah. But um, I couldn't get any really you know solid numbers for you. But I think it's a decent amount of stuff to um, to hang your hat on. So uh, let's head on over to yeah. Johnny's. Did you know? Okay, great. So what we need now is something fun. Girls love fun more than anything. Fun, fun, fun. If you can show Bubblegum that you're fun, she'll defs want to go to the movies with you. <laughs> you said fun so much? It sounds all weird now. Fun. So, what do you like to do for fun? Okay. But did you know that right above me, I'm looking at an Ice King statue that I have? <laughs> A statue? Uh, yeah, with, uh, with some, he always had these little penguins, Gunther, he called them Gunters with him uh, and it's just him sitting on his ice throne with the little gunters is it one of those pvc statues or what no it's oh it's a statue statue it it wasn't an expensive one it was like a ten dollar one or something like that but i really loved it huh that's Uh, cool uh, if i remember i'll have to take a picture but please do um yeah so let's get into the did you know of course i already kind of mentioned this before but tom kenny is actually quite a known name in voice acting not only was he the voice of Ice King and other characters, uh, but he was also the voice of, and probably best known as SpongeBob SquarePants himself. Uh, so you got to think while he's big in Adventure Time, he's also big in SpongeBob. So I'm thinking this guy is uh, loaded. I, I <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. Uh, but man, he's such a part of a lot of people's. The lives that probably don't even realize it yeah i mean too spongebob has been going on for oh over 99 or something like yeah that. it's yeah. been a little over 20 years now uh adventure time we talked about had 10 seasons a nine-year run technically uh yeah that's that's a pretty big deal probably that's really good at comic cons too probably does uh oh i guarantee it yeah yeah i've never got i've never had the chance to meet him but i have met a couple of the voice actors on the show and they were all, all awesome uh but speak Go ahead. Were you no, I was just saying good. No, I said good. Yeah. yeah. Um. Let's speaking of voice actors. Uh, you know, I kind of told you before the story of the Ice King and Marceline, how he uh, found her as a baby and saved her life. Well, uh, Olivia Olson, who's the voice of Marceline, when she was a baby in real life, her dad played piano at a comedy club where, guess who performed? Tom Kenny, the voice of Ice King. <laughs> So they've actually known each other 
for a long time. That's really cool. He knew her when she was a baby, and that's uh, <laughs> which is pretty wild thinking about that. Their two characters uh, have you know very similar there. That's pretty. That wild. helps chemistry. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um. So uh, you know, Pendleton Ward, of course, who is his favorite character? That's an easy answer for him. That's Bimo, and Bimo, if you don't know, is like this walking, talking Game Boy, pretty much. <laughs> I was always very confused by that. Yeah. Uh, he got pretty, uh, that character got pretty popular. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so um, one of the things that I think is really wild about this show uh, that, an, uh, that I really wish other shows that have a lasting shelf life would wish they would kind of do from time to time, but the show creators did not want to cover up the aging process or, or recast the uh, actors. Right. So what I'm trying to say is, you know, a lot of the characters when they first cast them, these voice actors are kids. Uh, you know, uh, Finn is voiced by was voiced by a kid, right? Right when it first came out. But as he's getting older, what happens? Your voice starts to change. So guess what? They would just start adding that into the episode, and you can actually see Finn. He actually, as the show goes, he gets older. That's very unique and very cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Still wears the same clothes, but he gets older. <laughs> yeah, that's a cartoon trope that uh, we yeah. probably have. I don't know. I don't want it to change, but I love uh, it. Too. I do. I, I really do love it. <laughs> I also love it when shows kind of make fun of that. Like you open up a closet and it's all just that same outfit. <laughs> <laughs> um, it actually would take, and I looked this up in multiple places. Uh, like I said, each episode of Adventure Time. It is 11 minutes long. It would take to make that 11-minute episode from the beginning, from its creation to it being finished, nine months. Ooh. So they would really have to start this thing early. <laughs> Damn. Get this thing going. And here's my favorite thing of this. Uh, I remember when I saw this, my brain exploding. Uh, Jake the dog is voiced by the same person who voices Bender on Futurama. So, with that being said, there's an episode of Futurama that's called Leela and the Jeanstalk. It's in two, came out in 2013. And guess who has a small cameo? And you can see them just uh, fine and dandy. It's Jake and Finn. Love it. Absolutely <laughs> love it. That is, I love that they do stuff like that, man. That's yeah, cool. That's so cool. All right. But that's the Digi Nose for Adventure Time. So, let's get into where does Adventure Time stand in pop culture today monster comes along he'll step on that trigger over there sending your giant foot body into the monster's crotch this sucks dude we're evil our crotch (laughs) i've been meaning to ask this one is a tough one right because it's obvious that it's not near the behemoth that it used to be, uh, but I do feel like it's had an influence on stuff that's come after it, for sure. Uh, it really would popularize the 11-minute format. I mean, Adult Swim was kind of already doing that, but they took this to prime time and daytime, and that was unusual for the for that period, and they really kind of ran with it. Uh, the fact that I think the tone of the show really influenced a lot of things. Uh, The actual art style definitely influenced a lot of things. And just the fact that 
uh, this show kind of proved that you could have a show with wild appeal to a lot of different ages to both uh uh you know boys and girls or whoever and you could be huge uh you know uh, and get really big at some point because that's kind of what the show was and you could get deep with your stuff you could be a show that's quote unquote for kids and have some incredibly deep storylines and not talk down to kids and really really take off uh the show really i think proves that and it also there's a lot of shows that can't get away with this but this show also proves that you can have if you set up your universe right that you can have episodes in which they're just completely goofy and funny and then you can have episodes that will just break your heart <laughs> and they all fit and make sense in this universe like the tones never feel out of place despite the fact that there's all kinds of emotions that could be going on and um that i think before this show i mean i'm sure there's other things that had done that but it just didn't seem uh as a normal thing especially in cartoons so uh but i do think they're trying to do that more and more now at least from some of the later cartoons that i've seen yeah um it became the new measuring stick i think is uh is 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 the way to simply put it uh for again breathe new life in a cartoon network it's uh it's mainstream popularity is is undeniable uh it's one of those ones that's going to be remembered fondly uh i think is is the case you know you said they're going to do some they're going to do some uh made for tv movies which is always nice i think it's you know sometimes you get writer's block and it's it's okay to step away and like it and just offer still offer something relevant uh, but at the same time, you know, you're, it's, it's a little bit, the workload might be a little bit less. Uh, I think adventure time, you know, for, for your generation, for my generation, for a lot of people who watch it is going to be, uh, it is going to be remembered as one of the better cartoons, um, out there that, that just, it just hit on every level. And in, in, like you said, some of the deep conversations that a lot of cartoons, it was like dangerous to kind of go near that. And people were afraid to do that. Um, it, it, it went to that level and uh, it, which just means better storytelling down the road, hopefully um, for cartoons There's some that are just too wacky for my taste, but, um, but adventure time is probably in, in my opinion, currently the last great cartoon. Um, there are some that are, that I think are still good to watch even as an adult. Now um, gravity falls, which did end not too long ago it was actually quite good but it's also another one of those i would put in the same category as this show uh, but there are some that are out now um i do think even though it's been out for a while uh, gumball is still a very fun show it's a very goofy is it still going yeah it's still going oh, that's it's pretty good. funny yeah and it's another show that's let the voice actors grow up too actually <laughs> uh but because you can actually i can actually tell which season i'm listening if i just hear it if i can hear how the two main kids sound <laughs> because you know because they sound different as they got older obviously uh but yeah uh but there's a couple and that's not the only one there's a couple other actually uh cartoon network shows that are i think are pretty dang good uh i don't know about nickelodeon i haven't watched nickelodeon in a long time so I, dude i just think that i mean outside of spongebob I, th- I think nickelodeon's mostly like live stuff like live so action too. people and I, and I just don't care about that. which is <laughs> right i know i don't i don't care it's oh god yeah it's not for me it's yeah. not right it's not for it's not for us it's not meant for us either i don't think so no uh, but yeah uh, but that was adventure time matt next time on retro pop what are we going to be talking about 
Oh man, I went through like four different possible alternatives to what I told you beforehand. Uh, when we started naming off some of the cartoons, um, oh god, this is a tough decision. I think what we will do is go with this cartoon. I'll just keep with you. <laughs> I was really trying to draw the uh, the drama there. <laughs> I really am on the edge of my seat here. <laughs> I, you know what though? I think it, it's it, let's stick with Cartoon Network. All right, okay. so we'll throw out the one that I did before, and uh, which leaves a bunch of possibilities for it me does. to choose from. It does. <laughs> uh, let's go with Courage the Cowardly Dog for. Uh, oh, oh, I'm so happy! I'm so happy. I would have liked the other choice you had too that you told me. I but... think it's something we can revisit. Um, it's definitely yeah, something sure. we can revisit. Uh, which spoiler alert, everybody it was Bobby's World. Yeah. Um, but, but hey, Matt, Courage is a great one, kind of leading us into October, even. So that's a good point. That is yeah. a good point. So, um, yeah, I just a lot of good memories with that one. A lot of good memories with my parents too, which was like, uh, which is unique. So yeah. I'm, I really, I think it's going to be a good one. Great show. Um, and uh, yeah, it pushed some boundaries too a little bit on the scare oh, yeah. factors. So, um, so yes, courage, the cowardly dog. That is what we will attack in two weeks. Cannot wait for that. That gives me an excuse. Not that I needed one. To go watch some more courage. I haven't watched courage in a while. I'll be happy to jump back into it. Like Return I the slab. <laughs> <laughs> but for Matt, I'm Johnny. We appreciate you listening. And until next time, remember. Um, oh God, I should add something really intelligent to say here. Matt, save me. Uh, Steve Stevenson Stevens, where are you at? I'm dead. <laughs>